Welcome to DXR with Jersey One and Dan Gaskin. Good evening, morning, afternoon, everybody. Welcome to DXR Podcast, episode number three. Uh, a little bit later than expected, we took a couple of weeks off. Um, entirely Richie's fault, by the way. Jersey <laughs> decided that he didn't fancy doing it. There wasn't enough Halo mm. news, so we waited for there to be a little bit more. Um, Richie, how are you doing, my friend? Doing very, very good, just off the back of the showdown win in which you and I captained our team to glory. Although you were the captain on paper, I like to think of myself as the co-captain. We went out there, we'd done the business on sets in the dirt along with his seven other companions. GG, no re? GG, no re indeed, but uh, it was a, a really good, fun experience. And we'll talk about it a little bit later uh, in the show, I'm sure. Uh, but we're going to be discussing well, all of the Halo news, of course. This is a Halo Infinite podcast. Uh, Halo Infinite is just around the corner. If you've never listened to this podcast before, that's what we focus on. Halo esports in general, and maybe some Halo news. But at the moment, most of it's Halo news because we don't really have any Halo esports to talk about. That's why we're creating our own with big team battle tournaments. <laughs> uh, and it has been an exciting week for Halo esports, Halo news in general. We had the release date. We heard when Halo Infinite is going to be dropping. We also had all the HCS announcements about all the partnered organizations, or at least some of the partnered organizations. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more on the horizon. And that is a very exciting time, Richie, because we're seeing organizations that have like dominated in other esports and other games come into Halo. And I think there's just a lot of buzz around the community right now. Yeah, we really have some of the biggest orgs in the business across all the games. Of course, we already had Sentinels. They were announced a long, long time ago. But joining them on December 8th is going to be Cloud9, Envy making a return, E United as well, FaZe Clan, Dan. They're in the business. Fnatic, G2 Esports, Navi, and of course, Space Station rounding out the initial eight. So a lot of huge orgs in there and many more still to come, you would you would think. Yeah, there's a few that like maybe some people will be like, well, who are they or, you know, why are they getting involved? There's a lot of questions around all of these organizations just jumping into Halo. I mean, I, I heard a few friends saying like, who is Space Station Gaming? I've never heard of them before. But me being from an Apex background, I, I know who Space Station Gaming are, right? So I saw that name and I was like, oh, great. Yeah, another top organization getting involved. But there's some huge ones there. I mean, I'm seeing the likes of Na'Vi, the likes of FaZe, the likes of Fnatic, and it gets the kind of the fan in me very excited for what's going to happen and what's going to unfold in Halo Esports because we're going to get fans from other games who like to just follow the organization in general say, well, let's give Halo a bash because we're seeing, you know, Fnatic jump into it and we're big Fnatic fanboys. We've got all the gear, we've got the shirts, we've got the socks. Um, I have FaZe socks, by the way. Uh, I just mm. wanted to point that out. The other day I did tweet saying... Whoever sends me a jersey first will be kind of immune to my caster curse for the year. But in the moment, FaZe are in the lead because I have some FaZe socks. FaZe up, and I, I pull them up high as well, above my calf, you know? Really stylish. <laughs> That's how you should wear them. You're going full Thierry Henry, socks up over the knee. Exactly. FaZe, FaZe for life. Uh, also, I would like to extend, I am very easily bought to any of these orgs. I don't need cash or money. A hoodie will do. You see me rocking this Halo Infinite hoodie. Bought off my own cash as well. That can't continue. I'm not made of money. But outside, Dan, of some of the... like, What orgs are we really missing from some of the biggest ones around? Optic, maybe? And maybe 100 Thieves. But outside of that, we have some of the biggest hitters in the business. Yeah, we've got the big ones. Um, and I imagine they'll be splashing the cash. I know there's been a few team announcements already. And you would imagine with any team and any player there's going to be contracts involved in that which is going to involve salaries and and whatnot but there are some 
big players that still haven't been signed. There's some players who might return back to the game. I mean, Ninja is going to be a name that's like just there for me. Like, who is going to be able to a afford Ninja? Does Ninja want to play the game again? And if he does, is he going to build his own team? Is someone going to reintroduce him? Is he going to focus on it? Is he going to focus on streaming? Like, I think that's the big decision for a lot of these players who have gone elsewhere and now they have the opportunity to come back. You've said something very, very interesting that I didn't think in my lifeline, whatever, or lifetime, excuse me, would be something we'd be hearing. And you're saying, can somebody afford Ninja as though he is Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi? But that's the truth. Can somebody, can a team, he, of course, he used to play for Luminosity Gaming, he teamed with Spartan a long time ago, but can somebody, is there an org out there, perhaps a FaZe or a, or a Navi, can they get him on the books? Well, that's, you know, it's not just about winning events is it right you need someone who has the profile someone who has the followers someone who is going to kind of put that jersey on and get fans behind them get sales behind them merchandise is going to sell yes of course winning the events is great prize money share between the org blah 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 but you need people with personality and it's a big question for me i mean i'm looking at like european halo in general there is a big lack of personality in european halo for some of the teams who have been at the top for a while uh no disrespect to them like amazing halo players half of the time half of them were kids at the time though so you've also got to remember Mm -hmm. that there's got to be media training which will come into it like these orgs when they bring people in they will media train people but i just want to see people have a little bit of personality you know like enjoy it enjoy the spotlight enjoy being on a team that has been around for some time it's a great platform to kind of grow yourself and whatnot uh buck 57 said buck bots in the chat uh because they i mean they got they got a lot of stick for just being you know kind of straight focused and just getting the games done but there, there is something to that isn't there there's something to just winning the games as well as personality yeah well you see even in modern sports when football players are interviewed and they generally say the same sort of stuff whether they win a game you know lose a game they say oh next week we go again but and for the most part in esports that's how it goes most of these players, they're friends, and when they're not friends, they want to keep it nice and respectful. They, they mainly say all the smack talk behind closed doors or maybe in some online screamings, but we need to see just a little bit more of that, and certainly in the European side of things. One player that I'm a massive fan of is TJ of um, Sentinels, one of the best in the business at a little bit of smack talk, but he's very, very clever in how he does it. So I'd like to see Europeans take that on board and even just put a profile picture up and start tweeting out things. A lot of these people are still using anime pictures in Europe and <laughs> it needs to change. Just we need to see esports more like wrestling. That's what I said. I want entrances. <laughs> I want people having rivalries, even if it's a fake rivalry. Talk. I mean, Ryan Ubin Spartan, it was a real rivalry, but now they're teaming together, right? Mm. And you can, if, if they suddenly break up, you bring that back 100%. It's great for views. It's great for just building stories and whatnot, and that's what we want. Um, We will talk more about orgs and stuff, but as we're talking about players right now, we can probably introduce one of our guests, especially as uh, Buck57 is in the chat. We're going to be having Buck20 on the show. He did just say he was getting a cup of tea, but I'm hoping he's going to be back. Uh, So we'll bring him down. Alex, are you there, good sir? Yes, I am, yeah. Are you seven years away from your microphone? You're still making the tea? What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> no, is this better that might be better uh, there we go sounds there like you're a bit cool. closer uh welcome uh we really appreciate your time i've heard a rumor that um you might be thinking about competing is is that is that true can you confirm this yeah i can confirm i think every halo that comes out i'm always keen to compete um i think me and will together have had a pretty good track record of doing well coming out of the gates of any new halo game um so obviously i don't know whether will's 
decided whether or not he's pretty busy doing stuff with Riot and Valorant. Um, but at the same time, we're like, I'm very keen to get involved and kind of just get stuck in from day one. That's something that perhaps you two haven't been given enough respect about. I've seen this tier list that went around a couple of weeks ago that Blackjack and stuff put forward, and you were on the top, deservedly so, but Book 57 not given the respect and attention that... I know we jokingly say the bad book, and as far as I'm concerned, that switches around all the time, but the, the EU scene seems to be very quickly forget. Yeah, I think, I think they do forget, and I mean, Alex, do you think that's a case of when you guys first started... It was that, you know, Will was a coach and people kind of forget that you two came through together. Like, I know, I know originally you were the player, you were the slayer, you, you got the job done. 57 was more of an objective kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's why? Just because he's like more objective and he, he was a coach originally that he doesn't get the respect that maybe deserves? Uh, I don't think it's through with coaching. I don't think many people actually realize that he was a coach when he first started back in the Halo 3 days at the start. I think it's more the case of just his role in the team and also the fact that We'd always have team team player, like players on our team who kind of really did shine above everybody else. Think of Reaction, uh, Jimbo, for example, Snipe, Out, Snipe Drone. Those guys have always been the players that kind of really shine on teams. Uh, but what most people don't realize is that without having a solid team behind you who are good at communicating, um, good at working as a team, those people won't shine. So um, I think it's more of a case, of it's more of an education piece in terms of it's all well and good having four very flashy players. But we've shown over the countless, almost over a decade of playing Halo that that isn't always the case in terms of how to win events. It's great to get you so far, but it won't always win you events. Do you have an idea of kind of who you'd like to team with? Is Can you give me any any little bit of gossip, any juice? Or are you ju is it just a case of, I'm going to play and I'll see what happens? Is there any conversations that have, ha have been had? It's more of a statement. Obviously, um, I've been chatting to Jimbo just on his, team, on his stream, kind of lurking every now and then on his stream, because given that he's still been grinding Halo. Um, I think he's of the opinion that he wants to probably look at kind of the lay of the land and see kind of if there's any new up-and-coming talent coming through. Um, even if you think about the last couple of months of, or last year or so of Halo 5, there's been some new kind of French players or younger players coming through that are really good at the game and mechanically, and they probably would have beaten, beaten us and wiped, wiped the floor of us back in the day. Um, who have kind of come through since. So I think he's kind of looking at other opportunities. Uh, but, but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. No roster so far. It's much more of a statement in terms of I'm looking to compete. Um, but I feel like I don't honestly don't understand how a lot of these orgs are finding teams and signing teams and some rosters when they don't know how, how the game is going to be played, whether these teams and players are going to, going to gel and work together, and whether it's going to be more of a case that this switch to PC with um, mouse and keyboard and just the free-to-play environment is going to make the professional scene much more competitive. It's an interesting point you raise, and something that Dan and I have discussed is that a lot of these teams are building players that were good in the past, and of course, we've seen in other games, that doesn't always lead to a recipe to success. And the problem that we're going to have here, and it might not happen in Europe with only one or two orgs involved at the moment, but these players are now going to be salaried, so it makes things a lot more difficult for the so-called roster mania. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on these teams that have been signed to these massive, well-established orgs now. Um, I mean, you're talking about people like FaZe and obviously like Sentinels. Like These guys have got massive, huge teams with huge salaries in other games. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that the orgs themselves have kind of set themselves up to manage risk in terms of salaries, short-term contracts, performance-based contracts, because you never know. Like, um, I love the Sentinel guys and the likes of Frosty so much, but you never know. They could be terrible in the game. It probably won't happen, but at the same time, they could be. And if they're locked into contract to represent the team for a year or two years, then that's not going to bode well for anybody. So I feel like there's a lot of pressure on these teams that are being signed. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they perform under pressure.
Yeah, I, th- I think that there will certainly be things in place. I would imagine short-term contracts are going to be the way that people go with this. Otherwise, they might get stung. Um, I, I think it's crazy as well. Like, you know, you choose players who just were good at X, Y, or Z game. I mean, Richie was asking me the, uh, like earlier, like, who do I think is going to get signed by what teams? And I was naming people that were good at Halo 2, Halo 3. And actually, in reality, I probably should be naming people who are good at Halo 5 because that's the most recent Halo. That's the most practice. That's going to be in their muscle memory. Um, you you did play kind of every iteration of Halo. You've been at the top of every iteration of Halo. Do you think from what you've seen of Infinite or from what you've played, I don't know if you were part of the flighting at all, is there any sort of Halo that leans towards Halo Infinite? Do you think it is more a classic style? Do you think Halo 5 will be able to transition well into it, those players who have just been kind of grinding all this time? I think Halo 5 definitely has the most kind of resemblance to Infinite from what I've seen. Um, I only got to shoot bots, unfortunately. Um, when they when they made the fl- flight PvP, I was um, probably in bed or doing something else. But um, yeah, that is life. But I think um, anybody who's been grinding Halo 5 will just have a bit more muscle memory or kind of similar movement style. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of the things where previous games is still kind of benefits to being good at those. Um, and I feel like even a lot of the, even the American Halo pros, they haven't really been grinding Halo 5 recently, other than maybe for streaming purposes or playing MCC. So I feel like there's no real um, game or people that can grind a certain game to get a certain advantage over anybody else. I think it's very much more of a case of whoever can hit the ground running day one, um, kind of understand the mechanics and the meta or the, in- the early game meta. They're the ones that are going to come out on top in the first few tournaments. And then we'll could it kind of see it evolve over time like we did for Halo 5. So you talked about teams hitting the ground running, and let's say we do get an event in you know January, February, and it's it's quite early days, so the meta hasn't really been chosen yet. Teams that have been announced so far is Cloud9. It's going to be Eco, Penguin, Renegade, and Stellar. So very much as it's very splice heavy from the past. Mm-hmm. Envy, APG, Pistola, uh, Lucid, and Trippy. We've United, Spartan, Ryan Noob, King Nick, Rain, and then Navi is going to be the European roster that hasn't been announced yet. But then we have. Sentinels, which is going to be Snakebite, Royal 2, Lethal and Frostbite, and Space Station. We see Elamite is going to be coaching there, so we can maybe wonder if Ace is going to be involved. But of those four rosters that have been selected so far, you can't really look past Sentinels in terms of just pure work ethic, right? Yeah, definitely. I feel like those guys are kind of, they're tried and tested. And for anybody picking up a team, that's the best team to go for in terms of they've won multiple events. They kind of have a really good work ethic. Um, I, heard, I heard Frosty on the, on the, on the Snake Bite on the, call the other, on the call the other day with you guys on the podcast. So that kind of, how those guys, yeah, listen, yeah, I kind of have to do my research as well, guys. But yeah, um, honestly, like those guys, they know what they're doing. They're very professional, um, both in the way they act, both on and in, in the game and outside the game. Um, so I feel like those guys are kind of the ones to kind of look out for on Halo Internet. I would say that the likes of United with like Ryan Neeb, who I think most people know him back in the day as Ryan Nerd. He's going to be really good at Halo Infinite from the big from the beginning. He kind of he's one of those guys who will find the nerdiest things so quickly and put them to good use. Um, so I'm really interested to see kind of him combined with Rain and also Spartan. That team could be a real kind of um, surprise wildcard team going into the first few events. Yeah, I think a lot will sleep on that team because they're not necessarily the big flashy names. But you're right, yeah. they'll be putting in the hours. Right, last couple of questions, uh, a quick fire one, and I hope you get this answer right. Uh, who was your favorite teammate? ever uh mvp not you oh, sorry oh, that's that's not the right answer that was not the one we were looking for I miss, I miss in, venice, Scottish calm. in yeah. venice we only team for one event and it was a you, yeah. were, you were a late addition um i did yeah, tweet yeah. out an image earlier for those who didn't see it of all of us in a4d celebrating a beating deception i think they were they weren't that great but we were all very happy to beat them whereas buck 20 still calmly just removes his headset 
nice little shake of the hands to everyone else because he knew it was just you know another day in the office it was business as usual for our book 20 he was like this is Uh, just a game for top three lads like come on this is nothing (laughs) yeah i think me and will have been known for being a bit bit calmer than most when it comes to playing halo cold as ice my final question for you um navi is going to be the european roster that's something that we've heard who do you think is the you know, the real pick there in terms of the talent in Europe? You're probably not going to make some friends by excluding some people, of course. Cartel have been doing it in Halo 5 for the last couple of years, but Brandon Stones is coming back, and there's obviously Jimbo looking to build a roster as well. Is there anyone that you have your eye on there? I think um, Brandon and his, and his roster looks pretty strong. Um, obviously, I feel like those guys, in terms of uh, professionalism and in terms of the way they act outside the game, I feel like that wouldn't be the most marketable team. But at the same time, it, they've, they've, they've matured over time, which you'd hope they have anyway. Um, so I feel like that's probably one of the main contenders for getting that spot. Um, I'd love to see Jim and any kind of iteration of kind of Jim and I don't know if he's teaming with anybody else. I think you mentioned you might chat to Foxy, for example, Perry in terms of teaming with him. So I feel like there's probably an opportunity to have a good roster there. But at the same time, I, f- I feel like it's still a bit too soon for a team to pick up, especially in Europe, given the European scene's been much more stagnant versus the American side, that I feel like there's no real perfect roster for, for Navi to pick up. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what they do. Um, and I feel like the, the that's just seen that obviously the SLG and the French roster has been announced and those guys are crazy at this at, at Halo every time. That, that, that's kind of one of, the, one of the regions which has insane, unique talent and individual skill. Um, so if they can put that into a good team chemistry and, and a good team roster, then that can be really strong as well. So... Um, to be honest, I have to wait and see. Um, I've, I've obviously have a team played against a lot of those players in the past, and they're already strong teams and players. Uh, but I just don't think anybody's got a good um, Alex. Grasp of, yeah, sorry. Now, what I said to you was, right, pick one team. Okay, now you've <laughs> told me why team. all those other teams are going to be <laughs> okay, good, yeah, okay, okay. but you didn't pick the team, and you and it didn't. It sounded like you were going to stay on the fence there. So I want you to pick a team, Alex. It's when I'd go with some, someone you put it someone you wouldn't expect, but I think SLG's team. It's probably one of the better teams to go with. Um, I think you mentioned on the podcast the other day that they've been playing a lot on other games as well. So they've really been keeping their team chemistry up despite not playing Halo as much. Um, And I feel like they're probably going to be a bit more professional. And I know that's made the French players are insane at Halo and always have been. Notice how quickly he named MVP as his favorite teammate, by the way. Mm. Didn't (laughs) even think about his own brother, may I add. Mm, but, you've been uh, holding on to that for or, like 20 minutes it doesn't now. count it doesn't yeah. count and okay. it's also we've had loads of teammates over the years and that's the thing like me and we've always been a good team of team team of two mm. and always like buy one but get one free as well I would um, listen. at the same time it's good to have a mixture of different teammates over the years I would love to see both of you compete again if I'm honest like there's <laughs> you, see two, what I can you, do, two, you two have been like a staple of European Halo uh, obviously some of the best European placements as well uh, maybe this can be the year for Europe to well next year or whatever can be the, the year for Europe to finally break into like you know top three or something. I would it would be amazing. Uh someone yes. in the chat did say why doesn't one buck the bigger buck just eat the smaller <laughs> buck? Um can you mm. confirm who currently is the biggest buck right now? Because I know one of you was working out quite a lot or are you both hitting the gym? Uh, Will's got bigger so it's not it's not the skinny buck anymore. It's very right. much kind of we've kind of balanced out over the years. Oh, but, so, so it's even harder to tell the difference again. Yeah uh... yeah <sighs> One of you is planning a load of weight or start doing steroids or something. That's what we're going to need from you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll we, see. Need, we need something. <laughs> right. Thank you so much, Alex, for joining us. Uh, we yeah, appreciate you. you uh, we will, I'm sure we'll speak to you soon. Cool. Cheers, guys. Take care. Bye. That was Buck20. Um, I didn't really introduce him as a player because by the, this time, if you're a fan of Halo, you should know who Buck20 is. One of the, the best European places around, competed in North America, teamed with 
pretty much everyone under the sun, as he as he quite rightly suggested. Uh, amazing to hear from him. I'm very excited for him to be playing again. I hope that it's a, it's a lengthy stay in Halo Infinite. I hope that he doesn't kind of dip his toes in and then very quickly bring those toes out. But I know that's entirely possible with older players who have commitments. Um, I'd also like to see Buck57 back. So, Will, thanks for tuning in. I uh, can see you in the chat. If you want to, like, kind of talk to, you know, try and figure out what you want to do. Maybe if you're looking for some teammates, I'm still available. So, <laughs> apparently Alex doesn't think I'm his favourite teammate. So, that means I need to team with you instead. So, that then you can tell me that I was your favourite teammate. Right. So, we've had a pro player, as we always do. But we've got a, a different kind of guest today who i'm very excited to talk about we have kojo from Fnatic, the team manager i think team lead or something anyway he's very much involved with the process of picking the players for Fnatic. whilst i don't think he's going to be able to give us today uh the 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 lineup of the Fnatic squad but uh hopefully he can you know just give us a little bit of juice and some some general gossip kojo are you there can you hear us i am indeed hello oh, gentlemen there he is the wonderful dulcet tones of Kojo, a man who I've spent a lot of time with. That sounds weird at first, but we've been mm. to numerous events and Kojo's always there and we've shared even a few drinks after an event and uh, it's great to see him in the Halo scene now because Fnatic are getting involved. Kojo, first question from me. I mean, how has that come about? Fnatic, Halo, is that something that's been on the cards for a while? I know you can't say much, but any leaks would be appreciated. Yes, please. So many leaks. Yeah, no, I think for for the last like five years, I've been pushing for us to get into Halo um, purely because it kind of that's where my roots came from. You know, like I used to compete in Halo 3 back in the day. And um, it's kind of what made me fall in love with esports. But I think from the Fnatic side, uh, you know, obviously they started shopping around the program a few years ago. What was it? And uh, I think the what Microsoft put forward was really attractive to the teams. And I think it was it it put us in a different state of mind to think about the game because I think obviously Halo Esports has gone through some, you know, lower moments or some quite inconsistent moments. And from the top level, it's 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 been hard to consider it as a, as a viable option, I think, for Fnatic. But I think that what Microsoft has been working on, it's, it's been a lot about putting the teams first and uh, really building up that partnership with the teams. And I think that you can really see that from like the just the crazy monthly announcements, like how in-depth they're going, all the information they're giving out. Obviously, there's some information that the teams have that we can't really talk about yet, which is going to be really exciting, um, which I know is like, not much of a leak, but <laughs> that there is going to be more. Excellent. But uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's there's going to be more, and, and I'm really excited to actually see um, what, uh, you know, how the, how the community responds when, when the full scope of everything uh, comes out in the next few months. Now, Kojo, something to discuss and talk about was you spoke about how you know halo wasn't really a viable place to be for a number of years and you've now made a decision the proposal was made and obviously there was perks and stuff that were, were given to you you know we're going to see fanatic weapon skins that sort of thing involved in the game but was there anything else that you know made you guys think okay this is the one we can put a seal of approval on this well i think one thing that's kind of unique about fanatic is obviously that we have our own peripheral lines so we actually make our own keyboards our own mice um and kind of have all in our own headset um as well as like our own mouse pads and the fact that halo is now going to be on pc as well and is going to be like the esports going to be cross-platform i think it really opened our eyes up to you know the extra appeal of having um like being able to essentially integrate fanatic gear into our process which is going to be huge for us um, I think that we've always been a PC esport organization, you know, obviously being quite a European based organization, obviously we've, we've tried to do a lot more regional expansion. If you look at like rainbow six, which is based out of APAC, 
or our Dota roster, which is based out of Southeast Asia, I think this was a the perfect chance with a huge title that has a lot of anticipation, that has a lot of excitement coming up to it for us to finally find the right opportunity to go back into North America. Obviously, you know, I think it's what been like seven years, eight years since we picked up the classic roster way, way back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we're really excited to like jump back in and, uh, and really dig our teeth into North America, which we haven't been able to do since like Clash Royale, I think in like 2017. So it's been quite a while. Well, I mean, if you look at the sponsor of podcast, uh, DXR podcast, <laughs> I've heard is, is going to be huge. Uh, so peripherals, it would be appreciated. I'll wear a headset. I've accidentally got uh, an EA Sports headset on here. So that's free uh -oh. advertising for them. Uh, but you, you made a really interesting point there. And Buck20 actually picked up it on it in the chat. He said he'd love to see Fnatic pick up a PC native roster. So maybe a team that does solely compete on the mouse and keyboard. Is that something that comes into the equation when you're looking at who you would like to pick up? Does it matter if they're playing controller or mouse and keyboard? Because obviously, as you say, headsets are still going to be a thing, but would you like to see PC players be a part of the team? In an ideal world, yeah, but I think that we, we're never going to compromise performance to um, you know, sell a few keyboards in North America. I don't think that's ever going to be our objective. I think performance always comes first, and we want to build a winning roster. And I think if you look at like what um lmi tweeted when when he tweeted that he was going to become the uh you know gm or whatever over there at space station what they were calling for was like you know a lot of valorant players csgo players fortnite apex like all these different titles right and i mean when you saw valorant came out and people saw oh there's another great opportunity with a really trusted uh you know with a huge developer in riot you saw how many people were coming over from all these different titles and i think that there's a really good chance that we see the same in halo with microsoft and especially with the amount of team support so I think it's going to be really exciting that all of these uh, different titles and all these different players are going to be coming over. And I think it's going to make the scene like the most volatile it's ever been to kind of echo what, what Buck was saying as well in the past. Something you mentioned as well is not compromising performance. Is that one of the key factors in why you guys decided to pick up a North American roster as opposed to the European one? Because historically, the North American rosters have been a hell of a lot stronger than the Europeans, I think the European sides have only had, you know, one, maybe top six, top eight um, consistently. That's only really ever been one team. So is that why you guys ultimately decided we're going to pick a team over in North America because they have the best chance of shining? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, it's no surprise that when Microsoft first approached us, they approached us to try and bring us in as a, as a European team um, with obviously a lot of our roots being in Europe. But, you know, being the kind of internal halo expert i was like if we want to succeed if we want to be fighting for championships then unfortunately at this moment i don't think that that's that's where we should be and i said mm. the same thing for for valorant as well you know like i believe in the european scene in valorant and obviously in halo you, you would be stupid not to believe in the north american scene so um yeah that was definitely a big piece was i know that there's going to be a lot of talent there's going to be a lot of interest there's going to be a lot of new players there's going to be a lot of turnover and yeah we could be the big fish in the small pond in europe but I think I'd, you know, we'd we'd much rather be over there in North America playing against all of all of those top teams and, uh, you know, being a part of that bigger talent pool. I think overall. And whilst you're not going to be able to tell me kind of who you're looking at or who you have signed, I don't know by this point. Is it a case of all organizations are kind of trying to pinch players, trying to buy players? Is it a case of a team of four offers themselves towards an organization. How does that whole process go down? How, for example, have we seen already teams land on a certain roster? Is, is it a, a selection process or is it more the other way around where people present themselves to the org? It's been a lot of the players presenting themselves to the org. I think Microsoft's been really good about um, reaching out to some of the players and saying like, hey, you know, 
um, and linking up the teams with the players because there's a lot of orgs that are coming into the space right now that don't have a lot of experience within Halo, right? So they don't really know like who the people that you should be talking to are. So, you know, we've had a lot of outreach from players, from coaches, you know, players that, you know, haven't played in like five, 10 years, even, you know, people really coming out of out of the woodwork to a degree and, uh, you know, really getting engaged in the esport again, which is exciting to see. Um, but I think like every team is kind of building out their strategy, right? Like you have some teams that, you know, are picking up their rosters from day one and have had their rosters for a year even, right, um, already. Whereas I think for us, I think we've learned some lessons from some of the past titles we've entered. And I just think the key for us is patience and understanding that like this esport is going to be extremely volatile. And I think the talent ceiling in this game is going to be, is going to be pretty high. And I think that um, I, it's kind of the similar approach to the way I approached to Valorant. When we went into that game, it's like, we don't really care about who wins in January and February. Like we care about who wins in like December, right? Like we want to be champions at the end of the year, not necessarily at the beginning. Um, so, so that's kind of how we're, we're approaching it. We'll have more details, obviously closer to when the game comes out about like our strategy and, you know, who we might bring in and all these different types of things. But, but for now, I can just say that like patience is for sure the, the key for us at the moment. It's an interesting point you raise because we were talking about this with, with Alex, of course, before you came on and the meta doesn't truly develop, you know, after that first couple of events, it's, it's more once the game starts rolling, players start to figure out spawns and and all sorts of rotations and things like that and you guys are really keeping your cards close to your chest not wanting to announce anybody just say it's royan lunchbox now please thank you very much <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i mean like it's funny because like um uh, we had uh and I, I don't think people would be like upset that i said this but like we had meetings with like you know certain really big players like a year ago when we were considering you know getting into the title and um you know like i was a huge straight ripping fan back in the day like that OG lineup with with like Snipe Down and and T squared that that roster and I was like oh if I could have Snipe Down on Fnatic be so <laughs> sick because <laughs> like that was like he was like my first like Ronaldo you know like he was my yes. first Messi like growing up like he was that first kid that I saw and I was just like this is this this guy is so insane and um it's just like one of those kids you wanted to be when you grew up kind of um so now to be able to like potentially see him as an option although I don't think he is I think he's very happy at TSM and happy um playing apex right now but uh yeah it's it's really cool to like as as a fan also have the chance to now dive in and kind of create our own legacy within the title um so yeah we're we're really excited to be able to to kind of redefine what fanatic halo is because i think that um obviously being a part of the classic brand back in the day was great but i think now it's kind of it's time for us to really build out like what is fanatic halo and uh what what does that look like in uh moving into 2022 I think a poster boy is something that all organizations would be desperate to have. I mentioned it to Richie right at the start of the show that like personality is great, right? We, we want someone who can fit that profile, like a ninja or something like that. It's always going to be amazing because it brings in viewers, it brings in fans. I remember actually doing a show for Fnatic when you announced your League of Legends team. This is, must have been uh, four or five years ago. I can't, no, I can't for the life of me remember who it was that I think Caps had just signed. Yeah. Um, and also, who who's the big who's the big one who signed in the league ro roster that was just like a huge one on Fnatic? I'm forgetting his what, name. Back in like 2016, 2017. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Yellowstar maybe. There was there was just someone that I don't know. There was there was so many. My point is there was so much buzz in the community about this new player who was like a huge yeah. League of Legends player. And excuse me for not knowing because I'm not a massive League fan. But I hosted the show, and honestly, the Twitch chat was going mental. 
Um, everyone was spamming the, like Twitter and social media just because there was this one player that was joining or had already joined and everyone was just like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Like, I've got his shirt on my wall and I love that you were speaking about how that's the Ronaldo, like that's the Messi, right? I want that yeah. for Halo. I want people to be like, oh, well, I'm a Fnatic fan now because they've sni signed Snipe Down or because they've signed Walshy. Uh, not confirming Walshy's playing again, probably isn't, <laughs> but you never know. Uh, thank you, Kojo, anyway, for joining us. I really appreciate that. It's, it's amazing to hear a little bit kind of behind the scenes. Um, I wish you could let us know who your lineup is. I will probably push for that privately, um, but uh, you, you never know. You might be able to. If I something. knew, you would know. So. I'm, I'm, <laughs> confirming it. I'm confirming it right now as Roy and Lunchbox, and that's what I will be saying publicly. Roy Lunchbox sniped down in T-squared. Uh, that's what is, we're yeah. going for. That's the That'd be a dream. <laughs> Cheers, Kojo. 16-year-old Kojo would have, uh, would have uh, been very excited to hear that. So. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, we, Thanks, we'll, guys. we'll speak soon. Thank uh, you appreciate so much. It. Thank you, mate. So there we go. Um, I'm glad that Kojo was able to come on the show, actually. He... Yes. He kind of reached out to us with just a little like kind of hmm. uh, a little message, a little hmm. And I hmm, thought, yeah, let's let's poke and prod. I wanted to get a little bit more info, but I don't reckon that they've they've signed anyone, judging by how he's no. talking. I remember this was very much a thing in Valorant as well. They didn't sign someone right, right away. They waited. They watched a couple events. They tried to figure out who was who. And even though they won't have necessarily the freedom to do that, I think, with Halo, they certainly can at least see who gets signed by elsewhere, who is who has a lot of interest around them as well, because that's certainly going to be something like the players will probably say, hey, well, you know, um, X, Y, or Z are interested in us. Navi are interested in us. So how about you sign us? I know probably not Navi, if that's rumored to be Europe. I don't know if that's confirmed or not. You seem to be thinking it's Europe. So I'm just going to believe what you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, but amazing to hear from Kojo. Amazing to hear from Buck20. We really appreciate anyone who does phone in on the show. Um, we realize it is, it is quite a long segment of this podcast, but I want to reiterate as to why we have phone-ins. The whole idea is that when we get to events, and we will get there soon, everyone. Trust me. Um, Hold on. Fingers crossed, I'm going to be there commentating. Fingers crossed, you never know. Shirzy, you might be there commentating because you've been mm. on the rise with your casters as well. Your casting as well. And the idea is that I want people to phone in the day of an event, right? And, and give me their opinions on how a team's played. Or right as an event finishes, which of their players let them down. And I want super fans to kind of go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. I want to get coaches on. I want to get players on. And I think the phone-in section is a really important part of this show. However, now we get to put it to bed. We can just focus on me and Richie. Can so I, can I mention like that? What? Can I mention a point before we do move on? You can. Something Kojo said... Okay, is that he would love to have Snipe Down involved, but he's happy at TSM. Yeah. And Snipe Down did say on his stream a number of times that he will see if he enjoys Halo Infinite, and if he does, he will then venture into it. And I wonder, are Fnatic just waiting to see the lay of the land? <laughs> if Snipe Down enjoys himself, is that so? Can Kojo get his Ronaldo, the love and the romance, him wearing the Fnatic colors? That would be great to see. And I do. Like to your point, I love that, that and that's something I want to see is players having, like, or fans having posters of these you know whether it be team logos or get i'd love to get to the point of like trading cards just like just make it as big as it possibly can be um it would be it would be amazing halo top trumps i'm calling it <laughs> it's a design idea maybe we'll make it this is something that will kind of push us through the roof um and especially having posters on your wall of snipe down because he's a very attractive human being yes he is um, he would be a great poster boy for your team Maybe he's in a long-term contract with TSM, and perhaps if he were to play Halo, it would be more of a loan scenario. So that isn't going to be necessarily an attractive offer for organizations. Uh, Very much a Carlos Neves situation. Yeah, too. yeah exactly. 
Oh, mm. no, actually, I mean, if we're going to go for football references, it would be a Griezmann one, wouldn't it? He's just been loaned oh, back yeah. to Atletico Madrid, even though he's, he's getting like 60 million a year or something on his contract, like ridiculous money. Um, and then Atletico Madrid are just, just laughing because they've got him on yeah. loan and they're just paying for a little bit of his wages. Anyway, enough about football. This is a Halo podcast. Strictly Halo, only Halo, games, mm. earth, yes, yeah, stuff. We have a section every week. Um, oh, usually I do something. Richie... Do you have a, a rumor has it this week? Play, 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 the, play the thing. Hit, hit the track. Are you sure? Yep, hit the track. Oh, not that one. That's the wrong one. No, no wrong I've, one. I've hit, run out hit of the, buttons. Hit the right one. To, no, hold, wait. Hold up. Hit the good one. No, I, this one? Hit the good one. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. <sighs> That's the one. Hit me again. Hit me again. Okay, so rumour has it, folks, Dan Gaskin once lost to Warlord on LAN and now swears Liam Havoc Peck is the worst teammate he ever had. Can you explain, Dan Gaskin? Uh, I thought that this segment was about to be things that are untrue. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, however, there is some truth in that. Um, mm. However, let's let's confirm a few things, right? No, it I don't think a, we should. It was a consolation game. Mm. Whereby one of my teammates, I won't name any names, Snipal, no, had his you, feet up on the table, sitting back, playing like he was playing at 4am, not a care in the world. It was a consolation for like top 12 mine, so it really didn't matter. However, I was pretty angry to lose to Warlord because there is a gif that went around. And do you remember the like the image of Warlord like shaking his hands? That mm -hmm. was that was at us. Right, because mm. they were like, "Oh, you choked! You lost to us! And you, you're meant to be really good at the game." Um, the team wasn't great. I I came back to Halo and I joined Sniper Havoc and oh, I've lot I've forgotten the the fourth member. He must have been really good. Now who was it? Oh, a Scottish lad. Uh, uh, Adam was it? Adam? I don't know. It was, it was a Scottish lad. I've really I've really forgotten his name and I feel bad because he's a really nice kid. Um, anyway, I joined them three because the, the previous like Halo Three revival event they'd got like top four or something. So I was like, "Oh, this is a no brainer." I'll join them. We'll play Halo 2 Anniversary and we'll be grand. Uh, alas, it wasn't. The chemistry just wasn't there. I joke sometimes that Havoc was the worst teammate I've ever had because there were some very questionable decisions. But I also had a bad event. I didn't play great. I am a support player. I'm an objective player. I need a team that kind of is good around me so I can just inject myself. Uh, but we didn't have a great event. But I've, I've had a, a numerous bad events, Richie, that I could talk about. But maybe that's for another show. Yeah. Um, I, instead, I'd like to focus on my good events right mm. which you know buck 20 was on my team we got top three or top four or something like that we were able to shout at warlord that was me shouting at warlord by the way that picture i shouted at him 42 days because he had 42 days playtime and i had about six or something like that so i just wanted to let him know right there was some revenge was that before or after the h2a event that was after the halo 2 event okay so you have had the last laugh in the yeah. 1v1 against warlord so maybe that's something that we need to reignite come halo infinite maybe a warlord dan gaskin 1v1 it's 1v1 and it's 1-1 in the series maybe so perhaps that's something we need to bring back but there you have it rumor has it folks Liam peck havoc it's the worst teammate <laughs> that dan ever had Uh, I will follow. Liam, you are a, a fantastic human being and you are a very good Halo coach. <laughs> but, uh, no, he, he's, he's a good Halo player. Just We didn't gel together, let's put it that way. But uh, a great human being. Uh, thanks for bringing that to the table. I really yes. appreciate it. Um, I'm glad that you can make me have to try and desperately 
defend yes. myself live on, mm-hmm. on air and mm-hmm. in the podcast. Hopefully he never listens. Uh, as a reminder, everyone who is listening, we are live on Twitch every time that we stream. At the moment, it's on twitch.tv forward slash Gaskin, which is my own personal Twitch channel. But I think eventually we will probably create our own DXR one. But this was just a merely a platform where we could stream it live so people could watch and another chance for them to listen if they're not into, you know, just the standard audio Spotify um, situation for a podcast but ultimately it is a podcast the visuals aren't anything special i even hit the wrong button sometimes yes and you know the text is really crap <laughs> it looks pretty rubbish that i've put in the actual logo and stuff fantastic we have some fantastic support from the likes of kaylin and the likes of spilly who have put stuff together for us um amazing right my section of the show because you get your you know your rumor has it and yes. you've got a fantastic jingle and i still haven't made a jingle I'm going to be honest, still haven't made a jingle, so it's going to be that time again where I ask you to make the jingle for me. I am wondering, is this actually just going to be the thing? Is the way you're just going to ask, like, you're never actually going to make a jingle. You're, it's just going to be the bit in the show where uh, I there's have to... There's a jingle to... coming. There's, there's uh, definitely a jingle coming. I just At the moment, I just need you to help me out by creating a live jingle. Soon TM for the jingle. So, guess that tweet. It's short, it's sweet, it's guess that tweet. Right, first one. Um, cover your ears if you are younger than 18, because this one, it's Ooh. a spicy one. Now, I think you might have an idea of who this is. Um, so I'm going to go slowly, right? And I want you to stop me when you know who it is, and then I'll re- read out the entire tweet. Does that sound fair? Okay. Okay. People think, because I'm a professional, player... Stop, stop. Spartan. It is Spartan. It's Spartan. <laughs> You've got that off the first five words. Uh, Tyler, aka Spartan, aka used to uh, play for many a team, is now playing for E United. He said, people think because I'm a professional player, I should change how I act or keep my mouth closed when people try and come at me. Nah, F that. I'm roasting you. Eat my ass. <laughs> and it made my day. Just reading this, uh, a pro player from Halo suggested to the whole community they should eat his ass. Perhaps we should deliver a spoon so that that ass mm. can be eaten comfortably. Uh, Richie, I, I knew you were going to know that one, but I just wanted to read it out, if I'm completely honest. Mm. Um, it's a guilty pleasure of yours just reading out tweets. And something you... Well, I mean, you mentioned that you want to see Halo players having a little bit more personality, a little bit of spice, and isn't that what Spartan is providing? Uh, a dish, probably not best served cold, is his ass, but there it is anyway. Sugar, spice, and everything nice. He's basically a Powerpuff girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know, I was a, I was on a Halo team called the Powerpuff Girls back in the Halo 2 days. Yeah. That's Who was your team you. with? Um, it was with Carnesy, or Carnage at the time, Carnesy now, Gav, um, Sabroxide, and it was a Dutch player who I actually can't remember his name, and I feel bad, um, but I've seen team with a lot of people. Something I have noticed that Dan Gaskin, there's a pattern emerging. Anybody outside of the UK... He, oh no, not even the UK, England, it would seem. He <laughs> forgot his Scottish teammate and now his Dutch teammate. So I'm I'm, I'm on Dan Gaskin. Don't you worry, folks. I'll get these teammates out of him because he's paying them uh, a huge disrespect, a dishonor to their names. And look it? at him. I mean, admittedly, right, him. I, was, I was added to that team quite late. I was very young at the time. I was only like 13, 14, and they took a risk on me. I think we got like top 12 or top 16, which in Halo 2 at the time, it was very competitive in Europe, and that was quite good. Um, but yeah, they were, I can't remember who it was that was the fourth player. Anyway, yeah, that was the Powerpuff Girls um, we had. Oh, no, no, I know who it was. No, sorry, that mm. that was the team that t- developed into the Powerpuff Girls. We dropped that Dutch person, and we oh. picked up... Oh, what was his name? He's he used also, to play... 
Oh, he he's used, foreign. No, no, he, he was he was English. <laughs> he used to play with like Ruffle back in the days. He was like he wasn't part of the, the the TSG roster then, but he was an OG TSG player. Oh, and I've forgotten his name. That's really annoyed me. Anyway, it was it was it was someone who was meant to be like quite good at Halo back in the day. Um, and Powerpuff Girls was just an online team. We never got to a LAN, uh, which was a real shame. I think we split up before it happened. But uh, yeah, there we go. There's there's some, a little bit of my history. Um, right, never next tweet. You 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 took me away. You took me away from my take me away from my uh, guess the tweet. Right, number two tweet. Again, we can play the rule of you can stop me if you know who it is. Okay. Okay. PSA. If a picture slash video of your dog hits my timeline, it's getting liked and liked hard, straight in my basket. Stop! Yeah, that was me. <laughs> it was. That was, that, that was, that was a one tweet. Yeah. That was on Look the at that. Third of January. That was. A, you've gone digging oh, there, I, boy. I, 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 dug, I dug quite deep there. Until how what? big? It, how deep is your love? How big is your show? <laughs> your you love. Go. <laughs> I, I went. I went that far before something on your Twitter made me laugh. Mm. which was i got all the way to january oh. yeah okay 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 yeah. okay that is that is quite so, a slight on me mm. like someone who prides themselves on being a little bit witty and funny mm. and i wouldn't have thought that was one of my best works so i must really need to step up my twitter game to be fair a lot of your twitter stuff that is hilarious is videos pictures so it's hard yes. to read that out on guess the tweet right i'm trying to find mm. something verbally that made me laugh all text um right what's my next one Okay, I'm going to play this next one, but play it. I'm going to read it, but I'm going to bleep out the name because they name themselves in the tweet. And, that, you know, that would give it away, wouldn't it? It would, just a little bit. Okay. You can stop me again if you know who it is, but I don't think I you will. will straight away. Funny he... Stop. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah? No, I don't really know. No, no. I just wanted okay. to say stop. Yeah. Funny how people say, blank, stop sweating so much when they play against me in Halo. Then when you look at my stream, I'm blasting K-pop, reading chat, and barely paying attention. Laughing emoji. Crying face. Laughing emoji. Hmm. Is this an NA player? Yes. Pro player. Mm. Oh. Was a pro player. In Halo 3? Yeah. You've got me here. Who would listen to K-pop? You've got one as more. Awful, you've got one more question. The, is that your question? Because that doesn't count. No, well, because then you'd have to tell me the answer. Yep, you've got um, one more. Mm, you know, he's an NA player. Mm. You know, he used to compete. Probably will compete as well. I'll give you, give you that. Mm. One more question. Has he ever won an event? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. That has we've that stumped has thrown, him. That has thrown me through a loop. We're gonna win. Neighbor? Ooh, I thought you had it then. You you started, and I was like, "Is it?" It was Naded. Oh, I was you no, know, I was gonna say Naded, and Naded didn't win an event. Did he not? So you he must no, have won he's, an event. he is very famously not won an event, and that is why oh, I asked enough. that question no, because I was thinking Naded. So I would like to say on record that I have won that because that is why I asked that question, and you threw me off by giving me the wrong answer so really this game is rigged he has not won the event he's, he's finished second like just a little one no he's finished second a number of times and that's why it's called the nate it's the quote-unquote nated curse which i can only imagine he despises hearing that he must despise it. i was convinced he won an event in halo 3 mm -mm. when he was on when he was alongside when he was on carbon 
but nope. yeah, no, yeah, I think you you, you must be right. I don't mm-hmm. know, I'm going to dig deep and I'm going to have a look, see if he's even got like, you know, a H2A or a Halo 5. I think. He has, no, he has no, second a... in Halo 2 anniversary as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, sorry, I second... answered that question prematurely. I should have checked you my did. notes. I should have checked my notes. I yep. apologize, but you still got it wrong. I still win. No, um, so, yeah. see, I didn't what? because one of my key questions was, has he won an event? Because I was thinking names. Yeah, okay. That it was deliberately around that, so okay. I win. No, yeah, fair. All right, you you win. I lose again. Mm. Um, Take the L. I suck. Can you can you sing the theme tune again? Guess that tweet. Guess that tweet. A little a little deeper there. I want to bring a new segment into the show at some point. I'm gonna okay. be honest. But uh, for now, I quite like guess the tweet. Yeah, gets and guess the tweet. Guess the tweet might get a little bit, a lot better the more events and stuff roll around. So yeah. there'll be a lot more drama in the air. I mean, in general, this podcast is going to get more exciting when more drama do. does fill. We've only been able to kind of peek into scratch the surface. We're scratching the yeah, surface, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but we are getting to the end of the show, I presume. Um, hmm. We've gone through a few things. We spoke about, of course, the organisations, but we haven't really touched upon the players who haven't been signed. Rich. Yes. And I know you've been doing a lot of research. That's why you know that Needed has never won an event. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Um, also, if you're watching HCS, this is a man who does his research, right? Look Just in that. case you need anyone to do a little bit of the, the chin wagon, a bit of the commentating. Mm. Eh? Chin, there's a wagon. Look at it go. Old jersey ones there. Right. Players then. Who who has not been signed by a team? I mean, so, that's a lot of people, but who do, who do we think needs to be signed? What's left? We haven't, we haven't seen I don't think a boo-boo-doo-boo roster. We haven't seen a flame sword, which could possibly have a maniac. And just throwing this out there, maybe enable because he's available. That is an old status quo roster that could happen. And Formal has just retired from COD. Wouldn't it be a dream to see him back in Halo? Snipe down, of course, currently playing Apex very well, it must be said, much to our disappointment. Although we love to see him doing well, we want to see him back here Back home, much like Cristiano Ronaldo. Viva Ronaldo. Kojo's Cristiano Ronaldo snipe down. That's forever all he's going to be now. Roy and Lunch, obviously, would love to see them back. We're mentioning sort of the older players, but a new player, Bound, hasn't been rostered to anybody. And there's a lot of players from the most recent Halo 5 that is doing really, really well that haven't been picked up as well. So... Some potential and still many orgs left out there. And FaZe, one of the biggest ones, Dan, still to go. Who who, who takes that spot? Um, I mean, rumors have been circulating that Dan Gaskin might be appearing mm. on the FaZe roster after most recently winning the big team battle challenge on Europa Halo. Team Gaskin versus Team Onset. Uh, it was a, a 3-0 victory, two tied games because it was one bomb and one flag. And admittedly, I think I probably could have tied those games if I was on 800 ping with my nan uh, my gran and my dog playing on my team because it was that difficult to actually plant the bomb or get the flag. Uh, alas, we did eventually overcome Team Onset. Uh, we had to battle hard. We had to dig deep. And, you know, some clips are going around the internet of me getting triple kills, you know, double kills against the likes of SLG, uh, out PRing just average NA players on their these, host, you know, yeah. The, these clips that were circulating around yeah. the internet, Dan, were yeah. they circulating from your very own Twitter account? That cannot be confirmed or denied. Mm. It may have, you know, started there. I may have sparked the conversation and yes. it may have, mm-hmm. like, seven likes on Twitter and one retweet. Blowing up. But that, Blowing up. you know, it's viral at that point. Is That's, that's what I was told by my nephew, who is 
only about 10. And, you know, he thinks I'm famous because Ninja follows me on Twitter. Yeah, and that's the thing, hey? Cracked crack the Fortnite, my guy. Yeah, I mean, that's, something, quite, that's a party trick, though, about, isn't it? Can, that is definitely something you can bring up at a party. Listen, shut your mouth, Ninja right. follows me. Does you he? Know, and then you're just silent. No, I'm talking about this oh, is a okay, point sorry. for you. Doesn't yeah. follow. Definitely doesn't follow me, no, the Tyler Blevins. And probably won't ever, no, unless you listening to this podcast today. Something I wanted to talk to you about is something you said there. You said, my nan and my gran. How do you specify which one is which? And you're going to say, because one's my mom's dad and one's my dad's, or one's my mom's mom and one's my dad's mom. Or did you just say that in jest? Talk to me. Um, so I, I could say something horrible here. Um, I think you should. <laughs> that is very like dark humor um, of how I, I know should. the difference between my nan and my gran in I that one should. is alive and the okay. other isn't. Uh, but the reason why one is my nan is because my mum's side, she demanded that she was called nan, right? Okay. She got so angry if you called her gran or anything else, it was nan. And you had to spell it right as well. I don't know how you can really spell. Oh yeah, she didn't like N- nanny. Nan bread. She didn't like nanny spelt with a y. It was nanny with an i e, right? Okay. And if you spelt that wrong on a card, you were getting a clip around the ear, and you were not gonna have nanny. a good night. Also, something that's funny that we're speaking about grandmothers now that we're here. Mm. My mum's mum, mm-hmm. um, for years, ref- did actually went the opposite way and wouldn't let any of the grandkids call her nana or nan or any of the permutations of the word. Because she said it made her feel old. So we had to call her by her first name, which is which is Kay, which is Catherine. So from ne- from she's never been called Nana for all these years. She's now well knocking on up into the 80s. And still to this day isn't called Nan. She's called Kay by all of the grandkids. So how amazing is that? The woman didn't want to feel old. So to this day, still called Kay. Is, could you ever like nickname it and call her like K9 or... K- actually don't call it canine that's a bad idea that's a dog's name that no, something no yes like that. something about that's very important for everybody to know at home about irish grandmothers is that when they are going to beat you with something they <laughs> generally reach for the nearest thing to them so if you're ever going to share bad news to an irish grandmother make sure you're in a room surrounded by pillows or such because most of the time she'll use a slipper a sweeping brush whatever is basically at arm's reach so make sure you give bad news or if you've been bold or naughty always share this news when you're not surrounded by any objects that can do serious harm if i was stood next to Kay, and you mm. pissed her off would she pick me up and hit you with me such I, like, is, is that such as the woman's such as the woman's strength and i could see you being quite a decent bat so i would say yes she would have the strength to use you as a lethal weapon as well to strike me down there we go confirmed here that i am a lethal bat um just want to say god rest her soul to my nan uh, i didn't want to make a joke about it but it was you know it had to happen richie forced me dark humor uh, my gran is still alive and kicking and is a wonderful woman and if she was to ever watch this i love you and you're great and yeah <laughs> cool uh she won't by the way just gonna point that out there she will never see the light of day my parents might watch it and probably won't show her now right so hmm. we are literally oh we're running out of time we have just crossed an hour we try and keep this podcast at an hour long maximum richie so Final thoughts, Halo Infinite, new teams, new orgs, give it to me. So, so exciting. We're getting there now. The We're on the porch, the doorstep of Halo Infinite. The way the long winter is almost over, folks. Get your 
your teams signed up, get your, your players on board, rekindle those friendships that you had. Because come December 8th, which is the date, we are rocking and a rolling into this new new year, and I cannot wait. And as a last reminder, FaZe are currently leading the race for buying my caster bios, and mm-hmm. I will be taking offers. My DMs are still open. Kojo, if you're still there listening, I'd happily wear a Fnatic jersey underneath my shirt at an event, and then bust it out when you guys finish top 12. Uh, right, so I'm really Ooh. looking forward to Ooh. the next I was episode. Not that. No, you're, but, no, I was joking because he said earlier yeah. that they wanted to focus on you know a team that isn't going to win it straight away, but they're mm. going to slowly get their way into things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like shade. It was a little bit of shade. You know? mm. I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with Kojo. I'm allowed, honestly. But there we go. See, that's the caster curse. It's there. Because if they sent me a jersey, then maybe it's not going to happen. Right, that does close out and round out uh, DXR podcast number three the episode was today thank you everyone who has watched live on twitch thank you if you are listening on spotify or watching on youtube be sure to tune in next time make sure to follow our socials uh jersey one on twitter and dan gaskin on twitter as well we will see you next time but until then have a wonderful evening day or even morning wherever you may be and we will see you very soon